1: fusion and I now have a man living in my home cohabitating oh with me <laughs> Um, he's in the other room freaking out right now because he was making us some turkey bacon uh, for breakfast this uh-huh. morning and he uh-huh. accidentally Used the fork that he was touching the raw turkey bacon with, and he licked it, and he—he's afraid he's gonna throw up in the toilet right now.
0: But I thought the turkey bacon was pre
1: cooked. Like, I it's don't like think small. this one is. This one's a. This is a nicer turkey bacon. I tried oh, the to raw. The
0: raw stuff's the good stuff. Turkey in the raw. Um. <laughs> More turkey in the straw, like Bernard. Oh fuck! How does that song go? Anyway, Brian will pepper it, and I'm sure it's you don't have to pay for the rights to that goddamn song. But is this what it's gonna be <laughs> like We live together. Um, congratulations on your your fusion, Brooke. Well, thank you, thank you.
1: Thank you. Um guys, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I am your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Hi guys, I'm your other host, Andrea Wallace. Joining us today, first time on the pod, but longtime buddy of ours, is comedian and former retail worker, Danielle Perez. Hey, ladies! Hi, Danielle. Hi. Thanks, Thanks so much for, for being here. You. Thank you for uh, having me.
0: Yeah, we wanted you on the show for quite some time, so we're very happy that we're
1: all able to be together today. How's your How's your rainy Wednesday in LA going, Danielle?
2: It's um. It was a kind of a nice surprise, right? My cat showed up at my front door. I was like, Oh, look at sh- look who wants to come
0: inside now. Oh, now that it's raining, you
2: who's want not to be too with good me? for
0: inside anymore. Now that it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> you got one of them free range cats. Is that Very what's happening? Much so, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> look, I'm I raised. I just want to hope that I raised him right. Yes. That he's out there making good decisions. Um, but he did get cat eye herpes, so I don't know
0: oh. what oh. kind of oh. trouble
2: he's gotten into. <laughs> like, just, like, a lot of, just a lot of like <laughs>
0: rampant cat eye fucking happening out there in the streets right now. <laughs>
2: Apparently, so coronavirus isn't the only thing that's going around now <laughs> no. yeah. in this community. Uh, <laughs> so, yesterday, as long as he's <laughs> the only
1: pussy in the house with herpes, I'm fine. Oh,
0: that's right. Damn. I was, I was, oh, I was
1: that one was just there for uh, for the taking. I was like, which one <laughs> of us, a lewd broads, is gonna slam dunk this joke? Just it's <laughs> hanging in the air above our heads. Danielle's just like, dunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who's going to do it? Um, There was a black bear roaming the streets of Eagle Rock last night, which is -hmm. is a neighborhood here very close by. And... Homeboy was just like get me out of here I don't want to be in this east side rich person Trader Joe's eating stroller pushing stupid neighborhood get me across the highway and back into the Angeles forest no that bear was not about it the bear was like they're
2: shining a light on me he just he's like I wasn't trying to I just wanted to see what was beyond. Yeah, now just, I know and I don't like it.
0: I'm just fucking hungry. I lost my way home. I took a wrong turn because you guys burned down my house. Basically.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude.
1: Yeah, he's like, I'm not like a, one of these fucking scrappy, like, these coyotes who always show up to the party empty-handed, you know, always yeah, taking s- it. And they're
0: so loud. You're just like, could you take it down a notch, coyote? They're all like... <laughs> 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 this poor black bear trying to
2: ask trying to hit up the peacocks for helps and the peacocks are like we can't do that for you we actually (laughs) love it here
0: you're a herpy ridden cat and they revere (laughs) us they actually honor us (laughs) i love that you're like your eye herpy ridden cat was like sup sup
2: i know No she shame. Probably no trying shame. Trying to give him directions to invite him over to my place. He's like, oh she just like lives in Glossal Park. It's like really
1: cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> she'll God, feed oh us. My God. <laughs> I know. We're oh, neighbors. God. As soon as we feel like good about seeing people uh, again, it's time mm. to have you over to the compound. Oh, I would God, love I would that. Love. I just got I my first love.
2: vaccine.
1: Yes. Yes. This is Amazing very news. exciting stuff. Hey, Andrea, uh, in California, what's the good word that you want to share real quick on oh the my goodness, one? Well,
0: I was informed yesterday that if you have a W-2 from 2020 that says you were a food service worker in any capacity, you are eligible for the vaccine. So as of March 1st, it's food, agriculture, grocery store workers. There's a whole new rollout. Teachers are included. But all you need specifically is that W-2 to sign up and get in for that vaccine. Woo-hoo! So there yeah. you go, guys. Guys, There you have it.
1: This yeah, I got up. it under teaching. Oh, good. Right yeah. on. Wonderful. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I I, I actually am so thankful for the tiny bit of work I got at um, Gorilla Tacos last year because guess who has a food service industry W two. Okay, That's girl. Yeah. I just have to fucking find it.
0: Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's um, somewhere.
1: Well, well, let's do. Yeah. Quick pre shift. Let's yeah. let's gr- jump into it. We'll just. Uh, hey Danielle, I don't know if you heard through the. Uh, Through the grapevine, but Andrea and I just sort of like created a podcast network that we debuted yesterday. Yeah. We love it. Congratulations, ladies. Thank you so much.
0: One Star Network is up and running. Uh, We are on there. We have some amazing other podcasts. We've got In Your Mouth, We have Modern Waiter, Copper and Heat. Confessions of a Server and the Macaroni Zone all ready to roll and out there for you guys to
1: listen to. We're so fucking excited about this, Brooke. Hell yeah. And you guys can follow us at our Instagram at One Star Podcast Network. Check it out. And um, yeah, basically the way we plan it out, Danielle, too, uh, is we, we always post on Fridays and it just perfectly happened that every single person we partnered with has their podcast debut like seamlessly Monday through Friday. So... This is for your listening pleasure. Our favorite listener, Sidework Fam, you now have new content popping up about the service industry Monday through Friday. You're welcome. Yes. Um other than that you guys, hey, we remember we have a Patreon that
0: you can join. Get some fun extra bonus content with us. Brooke and I love to read some extra server submitted stories, have some drinks, get weird. <laughs> We're going to start doing cocktail hours pretty soon. There's different tiers you guys can get into, so please check out the Patreon.
1: Um guys, let's just pop into some headlines, shall we? Oh yeah very cool uh we posted about this yesterday already on the instagram so this will be like two days ago when you hear this but uh you know what's happening in texas next week is looking real scary danielle if you didn't hear uh Douche nozzle, Governor Greg Abbott because he doesn't want to continue to take any heat and flack for his city and state's infrastructure, fucking crumbling and leaving Texans in the cold with no electricity. He's just like, hey guys, look over here. He's like, rattling shiny keys, like, I'm going to open up all restaurants and bars to 100% full capacity with no distancing and also goodbye mask mandate. I was like, I was like, like, right right now, like, like,
0: like, because, because didn't that just aren't people like, don't,
1: aren't people totally fucked right now? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's so it's just a real crazy thing. I I, I literally. okay. before I get too insane, I will say that. Immediately, there are headlines of local Texas bars and eateries and cafes pushing back, all kind of signing a pledge, banding together like a huge list saying like, oh, hell no, you will still be required to wear a mask. We are going to open at maybe 50 percent capacity and our tables and the way we stand in line and order is still going to be honoring that six feet of distance because only six percent of, uh, of uh, Texas in general is even vaccinated.
0: Right. Wow. Right. I know.
1: And so I don't know how quickly they're moving to get their, um, you know, food service and bartender people vaccinated themselves. It's hard to say. I don't know the latest. But clearly uh, people who work in this industry are not comfortable. Yeah, and
0: I think it's like city by city. Is, that's really what's happening. I'm sure Austin, being like the liberal oasis it yes. is, is going to probably push like restaurant workers to the front a little bit more than other people. Um, but remember, there's also other states I talk about it all the fucking time that haven't had mask mandates out the entire pandemic, like Nebraska, Pete fucking Ricketts, Pricketts, as I like to call him, zero has it. And then cities are issuing their own mandates. Now, granted, they have had indoor dining open the entire time, uh, which is very scary. But in the same vein, lots of other cities and states are getting pretty goddamn loosey-goosey. Chicago just pushed through. Indoor dining open to 50 capacity and bars open till 1 a.m. now, which to me, I'm like, I haven't been out of the house past 10 p.m. in a goddamn year. So that's a (laughs) little scary for me. (laughs)
2: Yeah, like, going out, like, after 8 o'clock, it's like, what do you... I'm out here just on a Friday, Saturday night, like, wow, okay, well, I guess I'm getting... Am I getting real wild on Zoom tonight? It's yeah. 11 no. o'clock!
0: <laughs> You're yeah, yeah, pretty suckered out! Like, driving it's... at night is scary now? I don't understand, like...
1: <laughs> when the lights go down, you go home during the pandemic. And There's the I, rules.
0: I will say... And ladies, you'll get me. LA is a dark as fuck city. Like, it's not a bright, shiny hub, like another, like, you know, not everything's condensed together. No. It's spread out. It's not like New York, which is, you know, a city city. It's suburbs just pushed together. I mean, you walk a half a block at 5 p.m. in the wintertime, and I'm like, I'm scared out here. Like, it's (laughs) so dark. (laughs) So, but just know like michigan is open back up but like these all these things are happening you know and it's like you have like uh one insane like reopening thing happening while the other insane like vaccination and they're coming at each other hopefully everything turns out for the best but jesus christ i mean even the outdoor
2: dining in la right now like when i found out that was coming back i'm like are we sure are we sure that's a good idea <laughs> and i have friends who work you know they work at the alfrescos mm-hmm. and they don't really have a choice and i'm like yay yeah. cuz people still want to just get get real free range with their movements out at bars that serve
1: food (laughs) dude of course because and then that's what I'm also thinking too like Andrea talking about open till 1am I mean after two drinks most people are going to forget to like put their stupid mask back up while they're wandering around the establishment 1am that's usually when Andrea and I are like you know Humping each other, climbing up onto booths, like yeah. it's it, it, the one AM yeah. hour is when yeah. you start touching people and getting in Yeah, their faces. It's the boozy it's... dry yeah.
0: humps before we eat a bunch of
1: tacos. That's what one AM works for us. Exactly. Yeah. So one AM, nothing good happening with that just yet. We will get there, folks, or just go home and have yeah. your nightcap alone the Brook Van Poplin way. You know? Right. Okay. So um Or I got a fire pit. I got a whole fire yes. situation.
2: Yes. I invented an outdoor furniture sitch. I got mm-hmm. a fire pit. My sister and dad call it Danielle's Pub. Oh, I love it. <laughs> DP's. DP's, you know. I just out here, um it's pretty it's pretty exclusive. Pretty hard to get an invite. You ladies are invited, but thank you.
0: Yeah. It's a real real socialist situation. (laughs) I love it. Are you crazy? Um, Well, next headline, let's jump in. Brooke,
1: please explain this next headline. I just was so delighted. Hey, guys, did you know Arby's has a fish sandwich? Um, Well, they want you to know that they've got a brand new fish, crispy fish sandwich that's going head-to-head with McDonald's Filet of Fish, and they want to send out, Handwritten checks for $3.79 to each of you for trying one is this really fucking weird... First of all, okay, we were having an argument. Sean and I, the boyfriend, uh, because we went to Troy's Burgers, which is a burger chain here. Love Mm -hmm. it. The one Mm -hmm. in Glendale used to live across the street. We were at the one in Highland Park. And I'm sorry, when you go to a burger place, don't get the chicken sandwich. He thought it was rubbery. It was gross. And at Arby's, when the meat comes out of a tube in gelatinous form, maybe don't get the fish. Um, (laughs) That's just going to be my guess. But okay, so if you go to Arby's... (laughs) Fishcheck dot com Fishcheck dot com. <laughs> yeah, you all know. Uh-huh. What get a fish check. What
0: a could That is, I could, <laughs> fish check could mean a lot of things, is all I'm going to
1: I'm going to <laughs> fact check the fish check right now. Um, so here it is. They are putting a taste test uh, out to the public, showing you that Arby's is here to make everything better, and they're going to give you $3.79, <laughs> <laughs> $3. but then you apply now, and whoops, scroll down, it says, we're sorry, $3.79 checks are gone. And so... <laughs> <laughs> You can get people really went for it. But here's the thing. So I'm going to order. I'm going to get into the contest to get three hundred and seventy nine dollars, which is the big fish check. Everyone. I know we're all hurting for money out there. You know, hey, I'll take free Arby's fish check money. So you go to apply now. okay? which Mm -hmm. I'm doing. And then it shows like one of those screen capture. Uh, sort of mm-hmm. games to use your and it's like select all squares containing the fish sandwich that looks more filling so I just have to choose the Arby's sandwich and then I'm entered into the contest this is marketing at it's finest I love this I love this so much my,
2: I love my, that they go through all of this just to get people on the Arby's mailing list What? Uh, uh, <laughs> this like I entire know. interface this whole game and operation I like how they're trying to make it like the Pepsi versus Coke
0: challenge, but uh-huh. still somehow more confusing. More confusing. And well, here's my question: Is that like they send you a check for three seventy nine, which buys the sandwich, right? But if you get three hundred and seventy nine dollars, like, do you have to get a hundred sandwiches? Is that the deal?
1: <laughs> so true. Good. We you have or, like to, they show- want to-
2: Do you have to show proof of purchase? And then it's is it like a reimbursement? I just don't understand why they're not giving away free sandwiches.
0: Just give away
1: Right. I'm with you. Just give me a coupon for a free sandwich. Yes. Yes. So it's it's well, you guys, I'm just seeing the fine print right now. It was a limited time offer. Right. The first ten (laughs) thousand. Right. Eligible people need. There's no need to drag out
0: limited time offers, you guys. I'm telling
2: you, they spent a lot more than three thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars on this whole so they had to pay someone to come in with a powerpoint presentation on mm-hmm. zoom mm-hmm. for this someone was mm-hmm. paid yes. hands- an executive which said a big in big big letters name on their shit. front door kind of guy
1: got paid money for fishcheck.com. Fishcheck. Fishcheck. This is a career making <laughs> campaign. This guy is gonna get a Webby Award. Maybe uh, it was like. Maybe I can't that was wait the guy to, to try to get a job at Wendy's after this, and he's like, you know. Maybe that was Fish the guy's check? last name.
0: Maybe it was like Harold Fishcheck. That like that's his last name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to every franchise he goes to, he's like, hey, uh, have you guys thought about a uh, a chili check? Over at uh, Wendy's, uh, you guys a loaded baked potato check. You guys thought about that? I'm the check guy. Oh, (laughs) Um, I love it. Jesus Christ. Uh, Meanwhile, McDonald's
2: is like fuck a check, Monopoly, you (laughs) poors. Figure it out.
0: (laughs) I think it's time to hop into
1: some server submitted story. Nice delivery, Andrea. Okay, so we have a fresh little batch of server-submitted stories from you lovely listeners. Uh, I'll kick one off, shall we? Mm -hmm. All right. This one comes in. Oh, I love this one. Okay. Hey, Brooke and Andrea. First, I wanted to say I thought it was so cool that you chose One Star Network as your new brand. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. As someone who's contributed to numerous One Star stories (laughs) and reviews, (laughs) it felt like a hug, honestly, after a long year of hugging being out loud. Aww. I have a story that I thought you might appreciate, although this time I'm on the other side of the counter table bar. I'll just jump right into it. Last time we spoke, I mentioned that I'm not lo- I'm no longer in the service industry. I now work in the trades, a disgusting, lawless wasteland with the exception of OSHA, breathing down my neck, but now for chemical and ladder safety instead of food safety. As a woman, the worst part of this job is men in general. Oh, God. Unchecked. Okay. I don't even care to specify you know what I mean. What's even worse is conservative men, which make up a large percentage of trade workers, Isn't it interesting that statistically, those with less education always lean toward far right conservative values? (laughs) Anyway, every morning I buy two energy drinks from the same small town gas station cashier. I would fucking die for this woman. She's so sweet and it's the best way to start my day. And I always look forward to asking how she is. Recently, her husband has been in the hospital for heart failure. And every single goddamn day, I see dirty little country boys come into the store from their marked work vehicles not wearing a mask breathing all over my beloved cashier so i've become so i've begun a new practice of vigilante care justice. since there just is no reasoning with stupid people i look at their work truck google the business and give them a one-star review stating that they should pull their heads out of their asses and wear a fucking mask yes that's all She says, that's all. Here's a screenshot of today's victim in case you're curious. You can leave the names all in there. If they come for me, I said what I said. Anyway, Godspeed and good tips. Hope you're doing well. Love, Gabby. And here is her Karen Vigilante Justice. She's yelping businesses who she sees breathing on defenseless little old ladies. Okay, this is a a company called High Five Erectors 2 Incorporated.
0: That sounds like a porno name, first I know, right? (laughs) Right
1: from Gabby K. One star. One of my favorite morning gas station clerks has a husband in the hospital with heart failure. You and your employees don't know her, but if you can't be respectful enough to wear a mask when you go in every morning, you don't deserve to. Also, use your blinker. Winky face. Oh, man, I'm liking... The one-star Karen vigilante is on the this. loose.
0: Now, you and I talked about this. It, it was a Patreon talk, so I will say it loud for everyone to hear that uh, I think Narrick, right, is like Karen spelled backwards, which is a shout to an old movie from the early 80s called Watcher in the Woods starring Betty Davis. It's a very scary, uh, weird, like, other dimension Disney movie that came out that scared the shit out of us when we were kids. But, like, Karen is the name of a main character. It's written backwards in a mirror, and then the little girl's like, that's what I'm going to name my dog is Narek. Um, so I think we should flip it and call this vigilante Karen Justice movement.
1: There should we, we should call them Nareks instead of Karen. We Kareks. are Nareks. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are coining the phrase. Is So either I think to be a Narek, you either have to give high praise or you have to one-star review very truly awful bad people. I love this I, fucking I love, love the this.
2: vigilante justice of the one star review for just oh, yeah. awful awful and, people and
0: I want to absolutely just make a shirt that just says Karen spelled backwards like red Rom, so it reads Narek like this is <laughs> we're doing this we're fucking doing this it's a movement get it's on movement. board
2: support it to be about it find out more at nerick.com not to be confused with fish Truck. right right <laughs> Na-
0: neric that Narek's going to check your fish, though. You'll get a fish check by a neric.
1: I love it. That is like biz is where you can find our T-shirts and all sorts of merch and fish sandwiches. Okay. Look for us on such hubs as GoDaddy. Uh, oh, shit. But guys, let's, let's start it here. Let's all be Nareks. Let's get out there. Be the anti-Karens. Fine. You want me gone? Okay, guys, next story. Here we go.
0: On April 16th, 2017 at 8.30 (laughs) a.m., I was unhappily serving brunch. Why unhappily, you ask? April 15th was my 21st birthday, and I was hungover as fuck. It wasn't my first, second, or tenth hungover rodeo, though. My customer service is impeccable, and I weirdly pride myself in being able to provide a great experience while masking how badly i want to run to the bathroom to puke i swear i deserve an oscar for showing up early morning to gaelic football matches at 5 a.m still drunk and no one knowing the wiser okay, that, um is that this in- past me writing in <laughs> this is minus the gaelic football this is this was my 20 this was my life at 25 <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's something we have to talk about at some point, too, is like when the World Cup comes back around, if the oh, podcast yeah. is still going. You know, Danielle, did you ever do any of that, like, go to a bar at four in the morning to start drinking and watching European sports? No, no. But I have gone to
2: a bar at 6 a.m. because I'm still up. Mm-hmm. From oh, nice. You're like, before. we're up.
0: the bars are open. Well, yeah, I was like, right. oh, the bars are
2: open and it's happy hour all morning until noon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's you like,
0: all the, like, third shift doctors and nurses that, like, just got off. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and people who've been up all night, drinking. I'm (laughs) air-quoting, drinking. Um, Anyway, Easter brunch 2017. I remember a man coming into the pub with a couple of suitcases and sitting in my section. Over the course of an hour and a half, he ordered an IPA, corned beef hash, and two shots of Jameson. I was friendly and courteous, as always, and I don't remember giving him any special attention, Just my usual positive attitude and great service. When I brought in the check, he asked me what my name was. This, of course, made me wary in my experience because if someone asks the bartender's name, it's either to have some kind of weird forced intimacy power trip. Like how many times have you ignored some rander who thinks knowing your name is a guarantee to instant service over someone else at the bar? Or to hit on them. Yes, we talk about this all the time. Um, I also particularly hate it because my name is Sonnet, and it seems to confuse people and make interactions longer than I have time for during my busy rush. Great. Totally. To my surprise, after he left, I found this sweet note written on the back of the receipt. Sonnet. I just returned from a truly horrific trip to LA filled with canceled and delayed flights, car trouble, unexpected expenses, and the loss of a good friend. The last week tested and tried me immensely, and your smile was the first thing to brighten my day in a week. Thank you. I really needed it. Happy Easter, dear Mike. (laughs) I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps. Right? Mike never came back to the pub, but I've always kept that receipt, which is why I know exactly what he ordered and what time of day he left those kind words to me. I'll keep it in my wall in my room to look at whenever I have a rough shift to remind me that I can truly have a positive impact on my guests and they can have a positive impact on me, too. Thanks, ladies. I fucking love this podcast. Sonnet.
1: Don't you? We're so used to it being uh, just like she turns over the receipt and it's a scribbled picture of a penis, you know. Yeah, (laughs) this (laughs) This is your tip. Yeah, I wrote you. I wrote you a sonnet in jizz. (laughs) Just the tip. (laughs) No, but Sonnet, this is, I know, they. they I these love are that. these magical moments that remind you humanity exists, being kind to someone even when it's no big deal to you. She was like, I wasn't doing any, anything out of the usual other yep. than being a chipper, even though hungover as fuck server, she put on the mask of customer service.
0: Yeah, uh, the hospitality alone Like, and we talked, you know, we talked a little bit About here and there about just like Plopping down, being so exhausted Like eating a meal, having a drink And like the relief that like wafts over your body When you feel safe in a space like that And Mm -hmm. this is beautiful, I love it Thank
1: you for sharing this sonnet Oh, it's so good Guys, can you, I mean, have you ever Good lord, I had a trip back to New York City a few years ago It was my last trip, I haven't been back in two years I was like, never again, lived there love it went back every chance i could even after i came to la but i had a trip that broke me and i was like i'm not doing this again and just the first little like it was like when i finally got to the airport and the fuck away from you know i was like all right as long as my flight's not lot delayed like we are free and clear baby and just even sitting in like an airport lounge or going to one of the and like just the bartender at the airport being kind to you I was like, Hi, I'm in such a better mood now that I know I'm going back to California. You know, just leave a a smile in the
0: buzz. <laughs> Yo my God, so good. Well, you guys, as usual, if you have any super submitted stories to send our way, please do so. We love hearing them, we love reading them, and you can send those to sideworkpod at gmail.com. Ah. Danielle Perez, here you are. Now you have a retail experience. So like would you, w- would you love to tell us about your experience? Sure. In retail I used world? to work at Ann
2: Taylor Loft. Oh. Um, oh girl. It was my first like real job job. Um, that wasn't like being a receptionist for like my dad's office. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I worked at Ann Taylor Loft at Paseo Colorado. Um, Ooh. the summer after I graduated high school, and then I actually got transferred when I went to San Francisco State. So I worked at Ann Taylor Loft in downtown San Francisco. Honey, she was glamorous. She was living the life. I love. Did this. not know at the time, um, that um, one of my bosses was a. True cocaine addict. I just thought she was fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She... And I mean, I loved her because she would take me out. She would just she'd take me out to bars and be like, "She's eighteen, isn't it funny?" Buy her drinks, buy me drinks. Here, do drugs, Danielle. It's like okay. Ah. I was like, "Is this what it's like to be a city girl?" <laughs> she was, <laughs> was like, my aunt, "You're the my friend." Coat, you know, just in a kitten heel, fucking at eighteen years old. I'd go to class and like literally my second year, I ran into a guy that was like in my freshman like communication class and he was like I like literally thought you had like a real job job <laughs> that you worked like at a lawyer's office or something because you were always like in fucking twin sets and pencil skirts <laughs> just really using that Ann Taylor Loft discount but um, yeah I worked at Ann Taylor Loft and then my, my other boss, my other manager there, uh, she started working at um, uh, Banana Republic Oh It's Stones Town
1: Galleria. Oh my and... God! Then you two go out together, and you're like, "We're from We're from the Law Office of Perez and Hilton." <laughs> Basically, um, yeah. <laughs> so I started... just made that up. I just made that up. Sorry, it's Perez good. Hilton. It's that was very weird. good. It popped into my brain, anyways.
2: Perez Hilton. No, reporting live from the streets of San Francisco. um <laughs> But <laughs> he started working at um, Banana Republic and. um Found out later, my old manager there that brought me there, she got arrested for, like, shoplifting, not even shoplifting, like, long con, like, theft. Oh,
0: Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, real well, skimming theft. Skimming off a little skim here, a little skim. Skim there, mm. you
2: know, there was a very big operation. See? But I was already gone because I was poached by a manager at Coach,
0: who did Girl. the whole, like,
2: asking for my name. So I, then I started working at Coach Downtown, San Francisco. So you got that. Like, you
0: got poached for Coach. Sorry, I got I poached I by
2: Coach. Loved it. And that was that was incredible. I loved working at Coach. But I just, yeah, I just, like, really loved giving, like, excellent customer service. I liked, it was never hard for me. Because, you know, the whole thing is, like, you kind of want to upsell people. Like, how many items can they you don't want them having a transaction of just one item. You want them to have multiple items in their transaction, right? You need a purse and a, it's purse like, and look, a wallet. <laughs> yeah, they're already in the store, so I'm just basically shopping with your money. You know what I mean? You're here. I didn't make you come here. You're here because you want to buy something, right? And You're Coach interested.
0: is like Coach, and you know, a shop like that, like like many uh, themed upper scale restaurants or popular restaurants. It's an experience. People mm-hmm. are coming in, yeah. For. So I want to give you that experience. Yeah.
2: I love yeah. that. I love that. So I this. loved it. It was really fun. Um You would have I think me. Uh, the the hungover story, um, the the listener letter, that greatly reminded me. I did I did pull I was I was pretty over my banana republic job, honestly, before I left. Um But uh, they, like, were not trying to give me my days off to see my family Mm. over winter break, so I asked for the days off, and then when they said no, I gave them my resignation letter, (laughs) and then... The next day, they called me in and were like, So we're gonna be able to give you those days <laughs> off. Oh, oh. I was like, I thought so. I mm-hmm. thought so. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then I, uh, <laughs> I, the hungover part comes in when the day after Thanksgiving, I showed up to Black Friday. Oh, yee, a few hours <laughs> late. <laughs> ah, did I have vomit on? my blouse that I could not for the life of me figure out where the vomit was but I could
0: smell Smell it it.
2: sometimes (laughs) sometimes only sometimes it wasn't like all the time but then sometimes I'd catch it so it's like am I making that up am I crazy am I still just really drunk but like what's my manager gonna do she's not gonna fire me it's Black Friday Honey, I was great.
1: All all hands on deck. It was was an emergency situation. It was all hands on deck. Everyone else smelled like pandemonium, and red wine stains, and they probably all had fucking gravy and mashed potatoes somewhere hidden in their pockets. Just a I bunch agree. of
0: yeah. yeah. Everybody, I think, on Black Friday is basically burping vomit into their mouth the whole Everyone day. Everyone anyway. is just it's it's <laughs> everyone's losing their mind. You don't know what's up,
2: what's down, what's left, what's right. It's just you know fucking merino
1: wool sweaters. Everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Oh God, that would uh, be the most luxurious pile of clothing to go take a nap on in the back. You know, oh, I was would... room Ooh, oh, yeah. I'd crawl oh, under a pile yeah. of merino wool sweaters and awesome. go night night. <laughs>
0: Well, Danielle, thank you for telling us your experience in the service uh, world. Um, we brought you here today because our topic today is specifically focusing on like access for the people, specifically talking about the American Disability Act um and what that requires restaurants to stay on par with. So, Danielle, you you are you fall into this because you are a disabled person, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm disabled. I use a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we want to specifically talk about like so it's 30 years since the ADA act actually like passed in law, which is fucking mm-hmm. crazy cuz that's only 1990. We're only talking yeah. about 30 years in restaurants where it, and not just that, hotels, airplanes, like anywhere you can think of that has like any like a, a ramp, a fucking a sign that has to be compliant with like anybody who's disabled to get into a bathroom anywhere only 30 years that is yeah. fucking it which is insane to me um it starts back way before that like pretty much fighting for rights uh with people with disabilities to be able to get everyday fucking ways of life like compliant to like them being able to like go through a city go out to dinner um but just a little bit basically on the history of the ADA Um, so it took place in 1992 is when it past. So we're almost at 30 years. Mm-hmm. So it, it basically provides a clear and comprehensive national mandate for the elimination of discrimination against individuals with disability. It prohibits discrimination in several areas against people with disabilities and no individual shall be discriminated against on the basis of a disability and in the full and equal enjoyment of goods, services, facilities, privileges, and advantages or accommodations of any place of public accommodation by a person who owns, leases, operates, Uh, a public place of accommodation basically so that's what that thing basically says
1: right and then I think we're here today to talk about like and so many people are still just like fuck that you know and do not do their part and specifically today we want to talk about how restaurants have so far to go still with making their spaces accessible um well to like to to kick this one off Danielle I mean right off the the top of your head like as someone who navigates around in a wheelchair do you immediately have uh like restaurants that you're like let's please go here because this one is a no-brainer for me
2: yeah I definitely have my list of places that especially when I was doing like online dating a lot of mm-hmm. tinder dates I was yeah. like okay what's close to my house what has an accessible bathroom what's you know pretty decent parking and you know isn't a nightmare to navigate around yeah.
1: In. yeah right because you'll quickly learn that when you are going out somewhere where maybe your friends or a date or someone has made the plans and has not taken into consideration your needs, it gets bad really quick. Um, one yeah. of my best friends um, back in New York City, her name's Lena. She has a, a spinal cord injury, and so I've navigated six years of uh, going around Manhattan and Brooklyn with her, and that is a town made of nightmares if you use a wheelchair. And surprisingly you'd think LA would be more accommodating But this is still a hard town To get around and just restaurants In general
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah New York Oh my god, I always say New York is like trying to kill me New York, Every time <laughs> I
1: go to New York New York
2: is like ah, You thought you could do this Bitch, get out Oh You thought you are going to come out here And try to perform live comedy In New York
0: City uh, uh. You you want this walk up, bitch? I mean, you want an- this narrow doorway? Oh hole? yeah. I mean, no public restrooms for you. you. We, <laughs> t- we talk about discussing bathrooms. We we've talked about like the weirdest, darkest, dingiest comedy clubs. Like these are the places that you frequent, Danielle. Like yeah, to, like, and be a fucking comic. So it's it it. What a world. And then doing them.
2: Yeah, it's like already. It's like you don't even want to be in that bathroom. And I'm like, so my options are, I crawl on the floor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> of a or... public bathroom. I pee my pants. Usually I go with peeing off the side of my wheelchair in an alley mm-hmm. behind the establishment uh, or um, off the side of my car. I'll like open that door and, you know, that's, well, you're, it's you're- like that's easier. It's somehow more dignified than fucking crawling on the floor of a nasty fucking bar or restaurant or comedy club. It's
1: just ugh, oh, so I hate it. It's, God, and we, I think what's so important just in general is so many of our listeners, you know, we all work in the service industry, and so what we wanted to, you know, really hammer home today, and we're hoping to see that with all the changes that are starting to take place for basically the benefit of, the safety of, and the greater good of restaurant employees, we need to see that start bleeding over more efficiently across restaurants to be a safe space for people who are differently abled Um, because a lot of people don't know that basically if your business existed before Uh, before 1993 you're kind of grandfathered in to like you don't really have to do much other than maybe make one tiny yeah Yeah. put up a sign or make one tiny obstacle like a little less egregious Um, and so if you're not turning the screws on certain businesses like hey listen they won't fucking opt to fix the tiniest thing for the enjoyment of customers you better fucking believe they're not thinking clearly about how to, you know, uh, accommodate people with different abilities. So... Yeah, I mean, the
2: way that the ADA works, like, it's... The ADA is important, and it's obviously done, like, a huge... um, It's changed the lives for so many disabled people. But the way that it works with private businesses is that the onus is on the disabled person to essentially... If I, you know, tell... Your mom and pop sandwich shop mm-hmm. that their restaurant is not accessible. You know, there's stairs to come in. Their bathroom isn't accessible. I have to basically sue them in order for that change to happen.
0: Yeah. And, and so the that's issue time there. and energy
2: yeah. on me, a disabled person, a private citizen. There is no federal Agency that monitors this. That yeah, imposes there's no government fines. regulation, there's right? Absolutely no government regulation. There's no oversight. Um, that is in the same way that they would do to, hey, we need to make sure your electrical is up to code, or you know, with in terms of like maybe fire exits and entrances and things like that. There's no regulation in terms of um accessibility. And what businesses are doing or not doing, and I,
0: yeah, I, I, I that's just that-
2: it's like if I went like it literally if it the amount of time and energy that takes on me a disabled person to go around, right? Let me okay, talk to your manager, write a letter to your manager, seek out legal counsel to file a complaint, to follow up. I I have to go to
1: court to get a sandwich, motherfucker. It's and
2: and all for what, you know, for a business who is not making this a priority. I mean, already it's, it's already a lot to just kind of go through the day. Yes, (laughs) you have to be so Disabled or not disabled. It's just, you right. We're in the middle of a panorama, like... (laughs) This Panera bread is too much, and (laughs) right. And that's where take that on is. It's just another. It's a full time job. It would become a full time job, and I don't want my job to be regulating businesses to be compliant. Um, But it is. It is something that businesses need to be aware of. So many people say they want inclusion and they want to be accessible and we want to do the right thing that's always what happens whenever you know i'm trying to go to a restaurant and there's like a stair situation they don't have an accessible entrance um with a ramp or an elevator or their bathroom isn't accessible it's like oh you know we're so sorry oh we just we want to and it's like but you don't though you know like if this was a priority you would make it a priority and i got it Businesses like restaurants operate on really slim margins, but it, I think it's very similar to the arguments that are being made for the fifteen dollars minimum wage. Like, if you can't afford to pay your employees a living minimum wage, then you have a bad business,
0: right? Yeah, then I think it's your just business something that has doesn't to be work. Normalized, we just have to normalize and like get used to things like that. I think, and now that I'm thinking more, I I I know. I believe if you go onto Yelp and see like options, like are there, are there accessibility options on Yelp that businesses post?
2: Yeah, uh, that's been helpful for now that, um, Yelp has been really great about that where, you know, they have so many different things that you can search by, but you can see, is it wheelchair accessible
0: and they'll have that information, um i would think it would be businesses just in general to put like under information or things to put their own like accessibility on their own website and skip the middleman so you don't have to go through fucking yelp which like is a pain anyway yeah these are things that need to be normalized for sure and it yeah it is just so terrible that it is up to the individual to figure out this information on their own, like you said. What a yeah. what, what a headache. Um,
2: yeah, no, but, like, normalizing, like, I think so much of it is, like, what, like, people can do is, like, normalizing the ask, right? If you normalize asking, is your restaurant accessible? Mm-hmm. Is your bar accessible? Do you have, and also then, uh, some people don't know how to answer that. It's like, are there stairs to get in and out? Right. Do you have a ramp? Do you have an elevator? Is your bathroom ADA compliant? Like if you can ask those questions and then if people, enough people are asking, then it becomes something that, Oh, we should be prepared to answer this. Just like we would be prepared to answer if you have high chairs for
0: children or toddlers, you know, absolutely be up to the owners and the staff to be trained on situations like this from the get-go from the minute you walk in the fucking door like the accessibility like host stands are taller than they should be like clunky like benches and chairs in a waiting area where people are smashed in together they tell you to wait in the bar on a busy Saturday night and you're just like well how the fuck am I supposed to do that you know I mean there's a lot to it where you just need to look at every single aspect of your restaurant and think about these customers who want to come in and spend their fucking money and have a good time just like a, you know it, well it's that's just... the thing it's
2: like i used to like joke about how it's like the only places that are wheelchair accessible are like the dmv and the cheesecake factory and who the fuck <laughs> wants to go there but <laughs> the thing is it's like yeah the cheesecake factory is accessible the chipotle Chipotles are ADA compliant. And you know what? Because they want that money. 20% of the population has some form of disability, right? Whether it's physical or invisible. And that is a lot of spending power. That's a lot of money that businesses are basically leaving on the table by not serving, serving their disabled clientele. I mean, even with the pandemic and curbside, you know, pickup now that's happening. It's like, okay, so we're not even really, I'm not really, I'm not dining in, but with curbside pickup, um, you know, I have to suss out if I can <laughs> call them up and see if they can drop off the the food outside, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise I'm like, Again, stuck in a little corridor waiting with a bunch of people and it's super crowded and that doesn't do anyone any help.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's hard to be like, can you bring this out to my car? And a lot of actually, a lot of places are doing that. In Omaha, like that's the norm with curbside, like they bring it out to your car for you and like hand you a receipt to sign. So, like, it's not that fucking difficult. Um, on the flip side of that, talking about 20%, one in five, like Americans who have a disability, only 5% of surface area. In restaurants is required to be compliant to meet those needs. That is, that is the bare minimum. And most of the time, you're seeing little, small, like shorter counter areas like that covered in boxes. You're seeing wheelchair lifts shoved in a coat closet mm-hmm. where you can't fucking get out on a busy. Oh, the Saturday wheelchair night. lifts
2: are used for storage. Mm-hmm. No one knows yeah. where the key is. No one knows if it even works. They haven't used it in forever. You know, and it's. I-
1: I'm gonna, yeah, the little I'm...
2: bar at a bar where you see where you can sit. It's like in this like sad corner that's like
1: <laughs> covered well, and in stuff. I, I want to speak to the fact that people who make restaurants are very much in it for being written up, to be seen. And in their minds, they're thinking, well, this isn't sexy. You know, this isn't of the moment and sexy to have a lift or a ramp or to have things spaced in a way that's not aesthetically pleasing to me specifically. And it leaves, uh, like you said, 20 percent of our population out in the cold. But with these with these high end, you know, investors and exclusive high society, the see and be seen sort of places, they are so concerned with their aesthetic. And so it is a big on purpose fuck you and discrimination against things when they don't like th- th- they don't want to wanna... see
2: disability no, I mean they so don't much of see that it. with de- design it's like inclusive design number one mm-hmm. helps everyone no yes. one complained because there were too many ramps or too many elevators you know that things weren't accessible enough but when you don't create inclusive design and you create design that excludes people, it's that's intentional. That's on purpose. That's because you don't value disabled lives. You don't think they matter. You don't want them in your space. And the less that disabled people are able to participate in society, the less that our needs are addressed and our needs are served, right? If we're out of sight, we're out of mind. Exactly. Right. Like, And if if we're able to share space, like at a restaurant, which is all about community and interaction and you know what I mean? It's like we, in this pandemic, we understand it's like there is something to going out and being served and having an experience that is like a, a meal somewhere with people. That is... So I like for me it's so important. I miss that so much and I can't wait to do that again with my friends and family, but to not include disabled people in that, that just that leaves so much of humanity out in the
1: cold, girl. Well, exactly what you said. If you don't um like if we can't see with our eyes, then how do we begin to normalize and to consider the needs of others? So, yeah, and, and again, this law only being 30 years old, like prior to that business owners had the
0: right to be like, get the fuck out of here. Like it, which happened all the time. Like, you know, cause again, like what Daniel was saying is like, we have this stigma of see, seeing like people like out of sight, out of mind, how it's like, it's bad for business. And then like how, why these people can't like afford to eat at my restaurant or shop at my store. It's so fucked
2: up. Um, And also, even with this, it's like we're talking a lot about physical, um, you know, physical obstacles for people who use wheelchairs like me. But if you're deaf or you're blind, right, right, if you're blind and you don't have a menu that can can be read, you know, either by Braille or like through audio, Mm -hmm. right, then that's a whole segment of the population that can't you know that's the thing it's like disabled people are independent people we're because we're people we don't want everyone to do things for us we want to be able to do things for ourselves and so ha- being like oh but we'll like lift you over the stair that's like not a solution right like right. imagine if and then they all most of the places on the you back. got to, have to go right, yeah right it's like oh but we helped her and it's like i want to be able to i live on my own i want to be able to go dine on my own you know, um, having a menus with like a larger print for people who mm-hmm. um, are vision impaired or, you know, but just having there. There's so many different ways to make your space accessible to disabled customers. And I, I just wish that there was as much thought and attention paid to those as the food, I mean, you know. Because like you know I wanna... who's
1: terrorizing the restaurant space? You know who gets everything they want right now are those goddamn gluten allergy freaks. <laughs> you know? I
2: know. They get everything.
1: Because oh they're I white went, women. Went.
0: I know. I'm seeing a GF next to everything. Right? <laughs> Give me a fucking break. So in kind of in that vein, I want to hone in on a really specific uh, um, story that I found from Eater... Specifically talking about the banning of plastic straws and how that is impacting and it's a serious burden to people with disabilities, Mm -hmm. specifically because you have people who are like, maybe on a ventilator, maybe their arms aren't like strong enough, like this is what they depend on to drink. Uh, their beverages and not only that like this tweet is fucking amazing that I found like disabled people uh, when was the first time you felt the independence uh, and they are saying when a straw was when it was gave to you uh, then I saw a tweet that said um what did all you disabled people do before straws were invented? I believe it was a doctor who responded, they aspirate liquids into their lungs and die of pneumonia. Like mm-hmm. these are like conveniences mm-hmm. out in the world that are being fucking taken back and with like the clap back of like, but you don't care about the fucking environment. And that nobody stops to think about like who is this, who it's impacting and why. Do we need to do a better job at being green? Yes, but there are fucking exceptions to everything, is what I'm saying here.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I think, again, it's like this onus that it's, um, (laughs) okay, it's our job to save the planet. It's like, okay, I agree that individual action is important and and contributes to the betterment of society and and larger problems like the environment, but call me when Exxon is doing their part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right thank like you. that's that's this there's been such a great job of these big oil you know um manufacturers that have shifted the responsibility from themselves to the consumer and I think that yes less plastic waste is good but you can't sit here and tell me that a sea turtle's life is more valuable than a human's life and a human who needs to use a plastic straw in order to hydrate and in- have freedom i mean yeah. that's what it is right and that's it's what it like, is it's have, totally like have freedom have freedom a freedom to drink to be out to that's what's so it's just you know well, i get it you know have have if you can have a metal straw that you can reuse, go for it, use it, do that. You can do that, but to require it, to make these laws without input on the communities that it impacts the most, right. that's what's happening, is that people are either choosing to not listen to disabled people who are have always been abdicating on their own behalf, mm-hmm. um, or they're just disregarding them,
1: you know? And it it really just replicates this whole attitude that we've seen just as a complete breakdown of society where you you can point at the hypocrisy and the nefarious sort of exclusion that's been going on. But even a situation like the governor washing his hands of the mask mandate so that it's now the small business versus the customer when the government needs to be there, the government needs to be an example and say until we're through this you got to wear a mask but they want to do this for their own political gain and so it puts the small people who don't have a lot of power it pits them against each other and we've also seen the attitude in the pandemic of thankfully these aren't my friends but people who are like well if you're sick or old you just need to stay home and it's like cool uh, idea there bro yeah okay yeah it's it's really
2: sad to see that attitude on display, like across social media. Yes, and to hear it's louder. It's louder than it's been. It's it just is. Um, so many people who are disabled hide their disability because of stigma. Mm-hmm. I don't have a choice. My phys- my disability is very physical. I use a manual wheelchair to get around. I have a mobility aid, but not everyone does. And so many, like, it's, I feel like um, Chadwick Boseman is such a great example. It's like he was living with cancer for a very long time and kept that really quiet. And that's, that's disability, you know, that's yeah. chronic illness. Yeah. And people want to revere him and his strength and his bravery and oh, he was suffering in silence. And it's like, we don't want people to suffer in silence. We need to, we need to support people while they're ill and while they're sick and living, you know, um, that can't be this thing that we just turn a blind eye to and say, it's not our problem. I don't want to see that right and we don't need to accommodate that and just you know things happen it is what it is that's just such a gross sick attitude and um it's that's what's been really hard I think for me personally like in the pandemic is like am I are we gonna get to a place where I just don't really get to participate in society the same way that I've been able to participate like because even though I am disabled it's like I do have a lot of privilege like I am very independent and I drive and I'm able to travel and you know I can uh you know places have stairs and I don't like it but I'll crawl upstairs and downstairs and make it fucking work you know to do stand-up comedy right but I now with like the pandemic it's like You know, I can't see this. This is an obstacle that I can't see. And people are um, asymptomatic. And it's like, am I just going to be at home now forever while the world moves on without me because I'm dispensable? I'm disposable and my life doesn't matter in the same way that non-disabled people seem to matter in society it's just like i know that's like very heavy and i'm not trying to be like Like you know but i just like i'm no one wants to be discarded and thrown away and so much of the policy Around disability, what, what people when people disregard disabled people, that's what they're doing. Like this governor wants to distract from the mess of their outdated, you know, electrical grid system and like his failings on that. But he's endangering so many lives. He's yeah. endangering people who aren't disabled, frankly. Right. And then the people who are disabled, it's like that's so much more death. Like the disabled day of mourning was March 1st. And that's usually a day that um, the disabled community honors disabled people who've been killed by their caregivers. And this year um, it was about honoring disabled people who've been killed by their government because there has been no federal plan and disabled people just have not been made a priority, or or um, there just has not been concern for the value and lives of disabled people um,
0: in in all of this. Yeah, seeing images of you know the insurrection that happened and and the madness with that, and then cutting to. Um, a protest specifically for disabled people To get rights and seeing people Like in their wheelchairs being fucking Dragged out of the capitol by capitol police Like mm-hmm. those two images Side by side are just I mean it makes you Want to fucking bark you know I, I mean, I, what and disabled then you, people... And then you're like, you smell barf on your shirt. You can't find out where the barf is. You know you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, like, what disabled people had to do to get the ADA passed, it's like they had to crawl up the stairs of the Capitol. Mm-hmm. They had to get out of their mobility aids. You had a bunch of disabled people just draped over the stairs of the Capitol crawling. You know, that's... It, it's bad optics. But it's like, hello, we... You need to do something. I yeah. mean it's disabled people aren't a new thing and that's no, no. <laughs> it, it, and it, I guess like that's the thing that is um where I feel like we're being treated like oh, it's like a disability have you heard of disability we got to make our spaces accessible and it's like well you we've been here but I'm glad you're paying attention now
1: you know yeah yeah If I that is to point out I was going to say if that hasn't been the theme that we've all been feeling for going on one year into a pandemic is right. I, I think the general overarching theme where all of this can fall under just even you know with all the police brutality and marches, everything that's been going on where has our empathy gone? Where has our ability to imagine someone else's experience outside of yeah. yours and to just have a shred of thought and care that Everyone works differently and not all needs are the same. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we can do it people, but we can do, it, we got it. Gotta, and, we
0: gotta, we can be better. We all have to just be better. Like and mm-hmm. think about this stuff. I want to point out this really amazing, um, website, website that I found called purple tables. Uh, Danielle, Ooh. I'm not sure if you've heard of these guys or I have not. not. They're a reservation service, um, designed for those who have Alzheimer's, dementia, autism, PTSD, hearing, uh, and vision and. In, uh, impairments uh physical and cognitive conditions like basically any time type of special accommodations that need to be met you can make reservations at restaurants through this site um no further detail is necessary like they all the staff is trained completely you just like say what you have and everybody at that restaurant is fucking trained and like with open arms and hospitality that is the key fucking word here mm-hmm. is given to you completely
1: that's amazing mm -hmm. I love that I love that mm -hmm. it's on board with the idea you know like where it's like hey you know what we're saying is cops do not have to be mental health um, experts and let's leave it to actual mental health experts whereas in a situation like this it does serve well it serves everyone we will use that word to actually (laughs) have more training and more understanding to really when you mean the word hospitality you mean for everybody for Mm -hmm. everybody and we know how to provide that because you know and listen we're two and a half years into talking about how dysfunctional working in a restaurant is (laughs) only so many do a really truly good job and i absolutely have you know dined with my friend who you know needs a wheelchair and the way we're treated is it's wild you know I know I don't live in her skin but as a friend you're like is it like this all the fucking time and to learn firsthand what not to do and what to do as a server because I was a server while I would dine with her and I took a lot of that experience um in my own restaurant if I saw some of my coworkers become very wide-eyed and nervous if someone mm-hmm. in a wheelchair or you know just sort of like I'm afraid to do say the They're wrong thing. They're just like thing. tears and
2: headlights oh, oh my yeah. god Swear I went on a date god. with a little person and like literally <laughs> our server just did <laughs> We were checked in by every single person that worked at that restaurant. They just could not believe. They're like, there are two of them, but one's in a chair and one's tiny. And like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. They were they were just like... But it's like at the end <laughs> of the day. Shock and disbelief and concern right. and <laughs>
1: fear. Like. Yeah, yeah. It, but it's like everyone listening. And if you can share this... We're all people. Just be yeah. fun. Be human. Yeah. I, I. It's like, and for you, you know, you are like the golden ticket because you're a comedian and have a fantastic attitude. It's a yeah. great experience for someone to, like, you know, get over <laughs> yeah, their fear. You have of, a lot of patience,
0: for sure. For you do have a lot of patience dumb. on
1: your end, which is, you know, but, very, very admirable. It, but I think people can just ask. I mean, that's, like,
2: yeah. the thing. It's like, you can just ask what do you need how can I help you like exactly. that's we'll let you know we'll let you know
0: I love that what we, well, need.
2: we know we're we know best what we need right every yeah. single person knows but right like do you have allergies what are your allergies right you don't say you have allergies I'm just gonna assume what are your right do you totally. have any dietary convictions? what are your needs what, what how can needs? I help you that's
1: and huge that goes such a long way it's it's your typical how can I be of service to you how can I help you how can I make you happy and comfortable today use your yeah. hospitality brain people if you ever mm-hmm. find yourself mm-hmm. in that situation also um here's a real quick th- it was like um a disabled person does not need to be overly gushy nice sugary and sweet either about what they need <laughs> so don't expect that don't mm-hmm. feel weird if it's not like a, oh my god thank you, uh, you saved my life, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, some... yeah,
0: it's your job to have a good customer service, exactly. not theirs, like, um, so.
1: Right, and, you know, I think another thing, too, is, like, I think some basic things we could teach right now without having a full-on course to other servers, just in general, you know, I've I've had servers wait on my friend, Lena, I where they're like, can I fold that thing up and get it out of the way, you know, when, because my friend, Lena, um, very often, you know, will be, she'll be pushed up to a table and she's like, no, I like to sit on the booth. And mm-hmm. cause it's a, it's a nice experience for her to be out of the chair, you know, yeah. and she's I like, wanna I want to sit in the booth. Exactly. But again, that's like yeah. a simple
2: question. Do
1: you prefer a table or a booth? Just like you would ask
2: literally any other customer yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. to assume it's like, don't assume it's like, right. do you want to stay in your chair or do you want to sit, you know, and when, a at, in another chair that we have these again just very easy questions just ask. really easy and they're not, not that they're not offensive and I, it's not
0: a no, totally nice. yeah i think wrapping up like that this is like a really good note to end on just fucking use your fucking brain like you would anybody else what can i do for you how, how do <laughs> i make your experience better that's it yeah. Um, Danielle, you're the fucking best. Like, uh, thank you so much for teaching us, teaching our listeners. Thank we all have more for to learn covering oh, yeah. this on
2: your podcast. I think yeah. this is like, I know this is just really awesome and such a huge service that you guys are doing, not just to the service industry, but to anyone who likes to go out and, patronize restaurants and bars this is this is
1: really great thank you and uh Um, yeah any advocacy you can do as listeners to next time you clock into work maybe clock the space and be like what are we doing right what are we doing wrong could i bring it up to management or or an owner that this really needs to be this ramp needs to be dusted off right now this mm -hmm. lift like you as a worker could bring up something that's been forgotten and you can make an experience better just by checking into it absolutely and you as a
2: non-disabled person that's like the biggest ally when it comes from you it's Mm -hmm. when people take it seriously and they're like oh I guess that is a real concern versus a disabled person it's like oh well you know disabled people are always complaining and oh they just want to sue people there's so much misconceptions about um disabled people and really harmful stereotypes but when it comes from non-disabled people that's that's when real change happens amazing i love that Well, we love you and we miss
0: you. And yeah, like I get my first shot soon. Pretty after that, I'll be like, what can you just send me the address of Danielle's pub? And I will I'll be there, girl. Yeah, (laughs) come through the DPS.
1: Can we can we make? Yeah, please. Let's all make a date. The three of us. There's a Mm -hmm. good chance that I might also be getting a shot if I find my W2. I mean, so we'll if everything's see. going well by May, you know, who knows? It's very exciting. It's very
0: exciting um, to get fucking back out there.
1: All right, everyone. We'll wrap up. Thank you again. Danielle, where can our listeners follow you and find you right now?
2: Ooh, follow me at Diva Deluxe. No E at the end on Twitter and Instagram. And you can check out my web uh, no, my
1: website, my <laughs> podcast, uh, Wow Rude Podcast, at Wow Rude Pod. Oh, awesome. awesome. We'll post that on Friday. And then um, everyone, to our listeners, we love you. Check out One Star Podcast Network, all the shows you could ever dream of happening over there. And until next week, you know what we say, Godspeed. And good tips. And good health, everybody.
0: Also, Danielle, your fish check is in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait
2: to cash that. (laughs) Bye, everybody. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car...